All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub. This is episode 46. I'm Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Only a few hours ago, social media went into a frenzy as the crossover Jaguars colors snapback Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Special Edition baseball cap was unveiled. And if you haven't seen it yet, we actually retweeted it on our Twitter account. Uh, but you can also obviously head over to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp's Twitter handle, at Jack Shrimp, uh, to see it for yourself. But joining us today is what many would say is the genius behind the Jumbo Shrimp's Jaguars integration and overall marketing success in general, to be honest. I mean, they get a lot of props on social media. And that is Jumbo Shrimp Assistant General Manager, Noel Blaha. Noel, welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hopefully that uh, introduction wasn't too dramatic, but I'll tell you, social media definitely thinks it's well warranted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know where I can send a check for uh, for that label of, of genius, but you know, it's definitely a team effort with us. But we have enjoyed a lot of uh, great positive feedback, you know, uh, over the time that we've become the jumbo shrimp on social media. And uh, as you saw today with the release of that crossover hat, a lot of people were pretty uh, fired up about the the cap. Yeah, well, before we get into anything, first of all, let's just talk a little bit about that cap. So what's the inspiration behind it, and did you know that Jaguar social media would inevitably <laughs> crash once it debuted? Well, yeah, we wanted to do uh, some fun colorways with our hat. You know, we debuted, like, the, the new logo and the new team colors and things like that, but we wanted to, to take it an extra mile as well. Um, so we, we came up with, uh, with doing the Jaguars one just because it made sense. Um, and as far as knowing uh, what the response was going to be, you never know what the response is going to be. You know, we've had a lot of fun with uh, some of our merchandise um, and, and until you release it and put it out there. You don't know uh, the ones that people are going to snag onto or, or have questions about or ultimately the ones that uh, are really going to push the, the, the meter. And, and this one definitely did. Um, you know, and, and we released it today. And, you know, I thought we'd get some positive feedback on it. But, man. It just went off the charts. Um, you know, Carson Tinker came by and was one of the first to actually purchase it in person. So uh, some great feedback from, from Jaguar Nation. We love that for sure. Yeah, you guys are doing a, a, just a fantastic job with the marketing, uh, the, 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 the team name, the team in general. Uh, you obviously have some experience with uh, professional sports marketing. Uh, what's it like having an NFL team in the same city with you guys? Yeah, I mean, that that's the first thing I'll say as a minor league baseball guy, as a minor league uh, sports person, um, it was very intimidating. And at, when I was uh, discussing taking the position here, um, I came from Charleston, South Carolina. I'd been with a single-A team for 10 seasons. Um, and I looked at the opportunity to come to Jacksonville. One of the first things I did was, was reach out to other minor league baseball teams that share NFL markets, um, Charlotte, Indianapolis, you know, some places like that, because I wanted to see, you know, what does that mean? Are they going to dominate the news cycle, 365? Uh, you know, uh, is it hard to, to get people excited about baseball when, you know, anymore the NFL machine is, is a 365 thing, you know, with OTAs and the draft. And, uh, you know, I think pretty much you know, the NFL clubs can call a, a press conference at any hour of the day and, and the entire region's uh, media crews will show up. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say I was absolutely intimidated coming into this market and, and seeing what we could do. But um, you know, after, after you know, being here and actually working alongside, you know, they're our neighbors. Um, so we, we've created a, a really strong relationship with uh, the marketing wing of the Jags, and we've done some, some cross-promotion and some crossover stuff. And 
I am, uh, as a marketer and a stats and data guy, I am blown away with the the impressive uh, thoroughness of the Jaguars marketing department and, um, you know, anything that we can learn from from the operation that they do, uh, you know, next door to us uh, is, is hugely beneficial for us. But it's it's been a, a fun experience and, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's you can learn so much from, from such a great franchise like the Jaguars. You know, I got it handed to to both the Jags and Jumbo Shrimp because, you know, unfortunately, the Jags, we have not been on the positive side of any any seasons in the last few years. And it's definitely, (laughs) you know, we we hate it as fans. I know the players hate it. You know, they they yeah, they don't like to lose, I'm sure. So but to sit there and get excited for things like that with the neighbor neighbor minor league baseball team, you guys working together. uh, That that's great. That that's awesome stuff, man. Well, yeah, and you know, you gotta get creative sometimes when when the guys on the field aren't cooperating and and the, and the balls and the calls don't go your way. So, you know, hats off to, to the Jaguars for for having um, I think the fortitude and, and the the boldness to go out there and, and do some different and, and new and exciting things. I mean, their their data analysis department in their marketing department is is top notch. I mean, one of the best in 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 sports, let alone the NFL. So, yeah, that's that's been cool to to try and learn from them and, and, and share ideas and, and see how we can implement some of those ourselves. Yeah, and I will tell you, too, the Jaguars, and you probably saw this, their Twitter page retweeted the hat with uh, three fire emojis, which the, uh, I, think, I believe yeah. the, the young kids uh, will say that that means that it's uh, cool, so that's good. Yeah, I, I believe it's lit at that point. Yeah, when, when I saw that, when I saw that, when I saw that tweet come across, and you can verify this, anybody in our office, I was dancing up and down the hall. I was like, the Jags retweeted it; they like it. Fire everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, because when we send stuff out like that, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how they're going to react to that stuff. Um, so it was really cool to see that they, were, you know, gave their thumbs up of approval with that, and and that really again. Uh, allowed that uh, Jaguar Nation to really uh, grab hold and, and give us positive feedback on that cap. Yeah, and I will say, uh, Derek, I sent you a picture of this too. Derek's a Florida State guy, so you guys have the Florida State colors, and then you yep. also were repping our uh, UNF Ospreys swoop, so I certainly appreciate that too. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, your role with the Jumbo Shrimp Assistant General Manager, yeah. you know, a lot of people probably wonder, you know, why we're talking to an Assistant General Manager about marketing and merchandise, but um, I actually attended a presentation <laughs> you gave a few weeks ago, which was really, really good, um, that an Assistant GM with Jacksonville is a little bit different than, you know, an Assistant GM with, say, the Marlins. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that, you know, what your responsibilities are, the differences, and, and sort of what your day-to-day looks like? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, minor league baseball, um, we are uh, an affiliate of the Miami Marlins here in Jacksonville. And across minor league baseball, if you're an affiliated minor league baseball team, that means that your parent club, and in our case, the Marlins, provides everything on the field. So Miami is making decisions on whether to hire and fire the first baseman, the manager, the first base coach, even the trainer. Those guys are all Marlins employees. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp has zero control over what goes on on the field. Now, that's a curse, and, and it can be a blessing because we're responsible for filling the baseball grounds of Jacksonville for 70 home games a year, whether that team is on a 10-game win streak or if they're on a 10-game losing streak. So really, as the front office, and I'm the assistant general manager, I report to our uh, general manager, Harold Craw, and obviously work closely with our owner, Ken Babby, as well. 
but we handle everything outside of those white lines from the hot dog to making sure the facility is clean. And then specifically my role with the club, I oversee the promotion, which is all the fun stuff that happens on the field between the innings and, and some of the giveaway items, um, the media relations, which also includes our social media, and then the third thing that I directly oversee is um, our merchandise, um, which you know is, has been a lot of fun as well. And then on top of that, I also uh, work with a couple other people to oversee our outbound um, marketing and, and and different stuff like that as well. And everybody in minor league baseball is responsible for sales, so I work with some of our corporate clients as well as some of our ticket holders and, and sell them ticket packages and corporate marketing packages. And really, a, across minor league baseball, that's pretty much the setup uh, everywhere. We have zero uh, player personnel decisions. You know, we get calls every day, hey, can I try out for the jumbo shrimp? Well, <laughs> uh, we don't hold tryouts. you got to call Miami and, and see if they're going to be hosting any open tryouts. So, so really what we do and, and how I phrase it to people is we have 70 home games, as I mentioned, and so we, we're throwing 70 parties. We're throwing 70 reasons for people to want to come out to enjoy a ball game, and that's got, that includes baseball fans who are going to show up and keep score of the game. It includes little kids and include, that have maybe never seen a baseball game. It includes moms. It includes a wide variety of people, not just baseball fans. We're, you know, we view ourselves as an entertainment venue, um, you know, on par with, you know, the beach or fine dining or going out to, to a movie. So uh, those are, that's sort of how we view it as, as a minor league baseball front office. Are we all baseball fans? Yes. Um, but the baseball is kind of the, the thing that's going on, and then we control everything else that's going on around it. And, um, you know, my career has been in minor league baseball as well as minor league hockey and soccer, and I absolutely love minor league baseball, people ask me all the time, you're, you're still in the minors, you're, you're working to get up to the to the big leagues, and myself personally, I have no desire to want to go and work for a major league baseball team. I'm not like the players that are trying to advance to get to the major leagues, because the thing is, when you get to the major leagues, you don't get to do those three different things that I get to do. You're doing one of those things, and you're, you're laser focused on doing one of those things. I love my job and working in minor league baseball, because no two days are the same, and, you know, and I get to have a say in a little bit of everything, and, and that really suits me, and, and I have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, you, you know, you guys are doing a no, you guys are doing a fantastic job. We were at the game last week uh, where you guys had to walk off, where they tied it up in the top <laughs> yeah. of the ninth, and then we hit one out in the bottom of the ninth, and it was like, you know, the crowd, you know, the stands were full, the crowd was buzzing, and then he hits that walk off, and it's like, man, this <laughs> this is the great atmosphere. So you yeah, know, you gotta if, love if that. We can, yeah, and if we can bottle that up and, and get that energy and, and keep that excitement, you know, that's great. But yeah, it, as soon as we become dependent on, on hitting a walk-off every night, you know, that's when you see those numbers decline. So that's why we have to focus on some of the other stuff, like, you know, shrimp wrestling or the kid zone or different fun stuff to throw out into the crowd So to, to really attract that, that wide variety of people. Yeah, one of, yeah. These, one of these days I'll catch one of those little shrimps they throw out one of these days. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I can put in a good word for you. Appreciate it. So you know, some of the uh, feedback we got uh, from the interview with uh, Ken Babby, Mr. Babby, was uh, wanting to know the story behind the name change. Me, myself, I definitely want to know because when I first heard yeah. it, I kind of sat back. I was at work. I'm like, what the? But, uh, <laughs> you know, tell me just a little bit about that. And, um, you know, it's been the Suns for a while and, um, and it's gained a lot of yeah. recognition. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, when, when Ken um... – 
took over the team basically at the, after the 2015 season, uh, sort of brought in uh, some, some different folks, and, and I was one of those that was lucky enough to, to wind up here in Jacksonville and, and work for him and the organization. Um, we, we sort of got uh, hit the ground running on, on kind of changing the, the business model a little bit. You know, in the past, some of the marketing for the Suns had been talking about those championships, you know, six flags over Bregan Field, and, and the, the Bregan family did an incredible job of, promoting the game of baseball and specifically getting the Suns to be a household name here in Jacksonville and did some, some great things. And I think we were able to, to take that strong foundation and, and kind of put our spin on it. And in the 2016 season, we, we kind of did that. Um, you know, we went with a, a marketing slogan of fundamentally different with a focus on the fun, um, and, and we switched the Suns logo upside down. And we were doing that sort of to show that, you know, this is not, not the old Suns. This is a new chapter of, of, of baseball here in Jacksonville and implemented some new things, uh, tweaked Thirsty Thursday a little bit, added some, some more fun, interactive things, put a focus on customer service and keeping the ballpark clean. And I think the feedback that we kind of got was we're, we're not reaching a wide enough audience for people to know that it's not the same old, same old at the baseball grounds. And so – sort of as that went on and as we internally discussed things as, as we're looking down the line and, and knowing Ken's history after purchasing the Akron Arrows uh, a few seasons ago in, in Akron, Ohio, he changed that name from the Akron Arrows to the Rubber Ducks. You know, we, we sort of threw things out there and we thought, you know, if we want people to really recognize in this market, and this is a vast, big market with a lot of people to reach, if we want them to know we're doing something different, I think we're going to have to wholesale change it. Um, so that was sort of the, the internal discussions was, you know, we, we have to do something that gets people's attention and, and realize that, that we're doing things a little bit differently down at the, at the ballpark. There's still great baseball. It's still double-A baseball. Um, but we've, you know, we've lowered the ticket prices. We've lowered the concessions prices. We've changed some of the concessions offerings. You know, every concession stand now doesn't have the exact same menu. We've got varying menus throughout the ballpark. And, I think in order to do that, we were we were sort of at a crossroads. It was, do we bank on this long history of the Suns and maybe tweak the logo and change the colors, which had been done a handful of times in the 30-ish years uh, prior, or do we completely turn the page and you know create the new chapter of of Jacksonville baseball history? And really, when we we weighed up the pros and cons of it, it was forging ahead with a new identity was really going to best align with our business model as well as our plan uh, for the future here in Jacksonville. So that's kind of the, the background of the impetus of what pushed us to, to the name. Um, and then, you know, when you look at it a little bit closer, what, you know, why, you know, why Jumbo Shrimp? Well, when you look at, um, you know, minor league baseball names, they've always been a little bit fun. They've always been a little bit quirky. Uh, you're looking around uh, minor league baseball today. You've got the Albuquerque Isotopes, the El Paso Chihuahuas, the Akron Rubber Ducks. <laughs> but even if you look back deeper to that, uh, the 1890s, you've got the Toledo Mud Hens. And they've got, uh, you know, different funny names, uh, you know, throughout the years. There's a team in Pensacola at the turn of the century called the Pensacola Dudes, which is uh, one of the best <laughs> names I think I've ever heard. Uh, you know, that's that's not that wasn't for marketing. That wasn't for selling T-shirts and hats. You know, that was, you know, 1901, the Pensacola Dudes were a, were a professional baseball team. Even here in Jacksonville, we've had the Roses and the Tars and the Jays and the Jets. So we've had a varying um, amount of names here uh, in Jacksonville. So we wanted to create something that was fun, unique, had a local tie-in, and really the trend as of late 
um, has been sort of a food item. So when, when we we're throwing stuff around, you know, Jacksonville jumbo shrimp, you know, it's alliterative. And then when we take a look at this market, you know, as we immerse ourselves into the tapestry of, of the first coast, we realize that Jacksonville is just massive. You know, it's the largest landmass city in North America, which everybody knows about, but it's got such a small town feel, you know, the business people and the movers and shakers has got that sort of small town feel. So jumbo shrimp works as well because it's kind of a play on, the big littleness of, of Jacksonville being a you know big little city or a little big town or however you want to look at that. And, you know, we, we thought, you know, we got that. And then when you looked at it deeper, you know, Fernandina Beach was basically the birthplace of the modern shrimping industry. Um, you know, and to this day, you know, out at Mayport, you're going to get some of the best uh, shrimp in the world are, are caught still today here in, in, in Mayport. So tying all that together, you know, we thought, you know, jumbo shrimp could work. Um, so that was kind of the, the you know, the genesis of, of coming up with that name. And then you know, I think the challenging part, because like you said, when you hear the name and when I first heard the name, you, you kind of do a double take with that. How, you know, how is that going to work? Um, so, you know, we had to come up with, with some cool logos, and, and I think we were able to, to do that. But that's kind of the genesis of how that all came together. Yeah, it it, it grew on me. No, it, it literally, <laughs> yeah, at first I was, what, and then all of a sudden, I was like, okay, I like the name. I, I really like the name. That's that's yeah. great. So. Yeah, you're not alone. You know, it's incredible over the past, like, three weeks, and especially since opening weekend, the amount of people on social media or even through email that have reached out and said, you know, I hated it. I wasn't on board. You know, but I gave it time. The logos are sweet. The merchandise is coming out I like. And, you know, I went to opening weekend, and the energy was, was off the chart. So, yeah, you're, you're certainly not alone in – in that in that process and, and that was something we expected we didn't you know we want to do a couple things first of all we didn't want to force it down anybody's throat so we've always said and we still say to this day if, if you're not on board with it look we get it you want to wear your son's gear out to the ballpark we're not going to you know shun you or turn our backs when you walk into the baseball grounds you know rocking your son's gear so we knew it was going to take some time with people and i think if they just give it a chance and, and come out and realize you know, you know, the excitement and the fun that we're having down at the ballpark that, you know, may grow on them. So you're certainly not alone in feeling that way for sure. Look, if it were just the name change alone, I think maybe a lot of people wouldn't have ended up changing their minds, but I have to give you guys a lot of credit. I mean, just the, the, again, the the interaction with the fans and the outreach and the, and the marketing, I mean, that's, that's been the big part about it that's made it work is the good job that you guys have done. So we certainly uh, appreciate you guys taking the legacy of the Suns and, 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 you know, continuing that on with professionalism and making it something fun that the city yeah. really got into. Well, yeah, thank you for, the, for those kind words. And I think you nailed it right there. People say, oh, they're you know, changing the name, changing the colors. They just want to sell some shirts. Well, that, that's part of it. But really, you know, Crustacean Nation is, is far reaching <laughs> and it, it's, 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 you know, it's a lifestyle. It's, a different energy it's a you know it and it's, it's more than just the shirts and the logo and the name it's, it's the experience all wrapped into one and so it, it's, it's cool that you're able that you know you recognize that and more and more people are you know each and every day at the ballpark and it's really really exciting to be a part of right well and one thing we'll uh we'll touch on just kind of finally is uh you know, we we had talked just uh episode ago actually with the Jackson uh, the Jaguars VP of International Development and uh, you know, it was a good discussion. Um, it kind of tied in with some of the I don't know if you've ever seen these, but Mark Lamping of the Jags does a, a State of the Jaguars presentation yeah. each year. Um, you know, just related yeah. to the Jaguars business strategies and and uh the different strategic ways they generate revenue as well as the ways they're trying to increase the fan base. Um, you know, of course the UK connection is a big part of that. 
So a big part of the revenue piece is developing corporate sponsorships here at home and abroad. But what are the key drivers for the Jumbo Shrimp when it comes to the business end of success here in Jacksonville? And I guess I would also ask as a follow-up, if you don't mind, just what are the biggest differences between this market and the previous markets you've worked in? Yeah, well, I think I think the, the the drivers of success with our corporate partnerships is the relationships that we're able to create. Um, you know, we we we're still you know a fairly small operation with 25 full time employees, um, so we are able to interact one on one with all of those uh, with all the corporate people that we do business with, and we're able to you know in the old days, specifically in minor league baseball, if you wanted to be a sponsor or a partner of the team. You gave a check, and then they put up a sign on the outfield wall, and then, you know, the, after the season was over, you talked about doing it again for the next year. Well, you know, the way that, that sports marketing and, and really marketing in general has evolved, uh, advertisers want more. They want trackable stuff. They want interaction. They want touch points. So uh, we are able to provide a, 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 a an opportunity for those partners to really reach out and touch uh, our fans, because again, the advantage that we have uh, over the Jaguars is we've got 70 opportunities to be able to do that. And we're, you know, averaging just under 7,000 fans a game right now. So over, you know, 70 games, we're we're able to reach a lot of people. And our surveying that we do with our fans um, after each homestand, we are still tracking at about 55% of our fans at every single game are first-time attendees. So the the upside potential for that is, is incredible, and that. That is stuff that we're able to go to people in this market, and yeah, we're able to go over, you know, to, to some some big corporate partners, you know, and land some some major deals. But at the same time, we're able to work with, you know, some of the the smaller mom and pop operations that maybe, uh, you know, can't touch sports marketing and some of the other avenues here in town. So that really is is a great opportunity for us to reach those. And I think um, really the, the the challenge in in this market. Uh, as opposed to some of the other smaller markets that I've worked in in the past, is to um, you know let them know that we're the minor league baseball team in town. We're not ashamed of that. Yes, we're we're neighbors with uh, with an NFL team, but we've got something to offer uh, in the realm of sports marketing as well. And 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 hopefully you know they'll be able to hear us out and, and take a look at the the numbers and the and the facts that we're able to touch touch some people as well and 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 do it in a fun way too. Yeah, no, that's a uh... It's it's just the, the entire thing is just impressive. Uh, uh, everything from the marketing down to the team down to the game. So I definitely recommend if you haven't been to a jumbo shrimp game, please do. Uh, let's support our our team and and uh, you know Noel, thank you again for uh, uh, joining Corey and I uh, this evening uh, for the podcast. We definitely appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity, Derek and Corey. Thanks, guys. Um, you know, it's, it's great. Always always happy to, to share. Uh, the excitement that's going on with Crustacean Nation and, and reach new people and appreciate the opportunity to chat with you guys here. Thanks. Crustacean Nation, got to like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So really quick, are those hats available online to go ahead and purchase now? Like we can go ahead and add it to our cart yeah. and everything? All yes, right. they are online. You can you can purchase them and save on shipping by clicking uh, pick up in store and come by the ballpark and pick it up without having to pay for shipping. All right, so when we get off here, I will be adding to cart <laughs> and checking out. So There you, uh, there you go. No. All right. 
Well, yeah, just like Derek said, we really appreciate it, Noel. Um, you know, thanks again and thanks for everything you do. Um, just as a reminder for everybody, you know, the podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and all the other podcast things out there. So be sure to subscribe. Uh, we are on Twitter as well as Facebook. And of course, you can follow the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp at Jack Shrimp, um, on Twitter. And they are unbelievably responsive on everything from merchandise to general questions and retweeting fans and everything so if you guys don't already follow them uh, you know definitely do so um thanks everybody for listening and we will talk to you guys later whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe access to a center is easy and affordable interested in experiencing the ee system technology for yourself Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.